Hey, Todd Gray with you from the 98.1 Triple M Geraldton Brecky Show. Back with another podcast, back with a couple of special guests. And look, I've got to say right off the bat that these conversations uh, may be very uh, sensitive to some people out there. We're going to be talking about things like sextortion. Um, we're going to be talking about cybersecurity and safety, which is involved with sextortion. So, look, we are going to be touching on certain themes, a certain language that's going to be used. So, look, just straight up, I'm going to tell you, this is what it's all about. We're going to be catching up with Candace Evans, Senior Regional Officer for Consumer Protection at the Government of Western Australia Department of Mines, Industry Regulation and Safety, and also Susan McLean who is a veteran and expert when it comes to things like cyber safety, security, uh, protecting our kids, and as well on the subject of sextortion. Um, why are we talking about it? Why are we putting it out there? Well, because um, knowledge. It's all about being armed with that knowledge so we can properly look after ourselves and our children, of course. So, uh, look, we'll start this conversation with Candace Evans, Senior Regional Officer for Consumer Protection. And it has been in the media recently as well, Australia-wide. Consumer Protection has joined forces with WA Police to raise alarms about sextortion scams following an increase in reports of younger people being blackmailed over intimate images that they're sending on um, social networks platforms. Right. So how exactly, what is it and how exactly does it work, a a sextortion? So victims are being approached on social media platforms like Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok by scammers using fake profiles. The offenders are often pretending to be young, attractive females and are tricking mostly young male victims into recording or sending sexually explicit videos and photos of themselves. Then the scammers um, quite often send messages to um, threaten the victim uh, that they're going to post intimate images on the internet and send videos and photos to family, Mm. friends, partners, sometimes employers, um, unless money is paid to the scammer. Wow. All right. So there are these... Low lifes essentially online who are sourcing what are real photos are actually out there on the internet and then using those in term to, well, I guess, trick uh, a young person or even an adult into thinking that this is a real person sending back and forth nudes. Someone says, well, I've got your nudes now and unless you want them released to the public, you've got to pay this money. So, uh, yeah, that's what's essentially going on here. It's absolutely crazy. And we should also um, remind folks as well, it's not just young adults, it's just not teenagers, uh, adults are also being affected um, by uh, similar, if not same, scams. That's right. And quite often the scammers will actually have um, photos themselves and send those photos Mm. to lure people into obviously replying and sending photos back. And unfortunately, adults are approached in similar ways on dating websites and apps where the scammers will express really strong feelings for their victims in a generally a short period of time. And unfortunately, scam victims might send money because they feel the need for money is genuine or to stop these threats of um, the scammers posting the intimate images on the internet and sending it to family and friends. Wow, okay. And look, reports are rising as well. And I suppose it's probably not much of a surprise going through COVID. A lot of people stuck at home, working from home. The only way um, they can meet or or talk to people is through the online world. So uh, what more can you tell us about this? 
So unfortunately, consumer protection has received 15 sextortion reports with six victims losing a total of about $2,000. Now, it doesn't seem like a, a large amount, but when the focus is on young adults who mm. obviously don't earn an and that much money, um, the demands can range between fifty to $2,000 and often the scammers are requesting it in forms of gift cards, uh, bank transfers or cryptocurrency. Unfortunately, last year there were 85 victims that reported losing $3 million to these type of romance scams uh, and prior to that up to 72 victims lost around $2.2 million in 2020. Wow, um, that's crazy. And obviously we are talking about the money side of things, but also there is the other side as well, especially, you know, if you do send, you know, those intimate pictures back, they'll always have those images as well. So look, there's, there's got to be always a great worry, concern and anxiety and depression, just so many different ways that it's going to distress and upset people who are victims of this. Absolutely. So we're really also concerned that um, the victims are going to suffer some emotional distress over the threats. Because the intimate images um, are being threatened to be exposed publicly, it really does have a devastating impact on the targeted victims and especially the younger people who are particularly vulnerable in these situations. Unfortunately, the scammers are threatening to put the victims in highly embarrassing situations and it there's that threat that you know your life could be ruined and obviously social media these days doesn't go away mm. so with these younger people you know it is potentially putting their futures at risk as well yeah now i understand that um the authorities they don't want people who are being blackmailed to send money. Um, what more can you tell us about this? Because obviously the knee-jerk reaction would be, I don't want this to get out, so I better send money. That's right. And unfortunately, um, we are advising victims, please do not send any money, which does, again, cause um, that anxiety uh, for people. But they are, you know, be aware that if you do send money, the scammers are likely to come back mm. and keep asking for more money. And in some situations, the demands actually do escalate. We're really recommending that if you find yourself or um, you think that you could be getting yourself into one of these situations, get some real confidential advice from WA ScamNet at Consumer Protection and definitely contact local police to have a discussion with them who can also assist with taking practical steps to help you out in these situations. All right. So obviously we are, we're covering adults, we're covering young adults as well, uh, who can really be the most detrimentally affected by this. And I understand Consumer Protection do have a, a message for parents out there. We do. We're reminding parents to continue to discuss cybersecurity and safety with kids and, where necessary, ensure proper parental controls are in place. We're also recommending that have a chat with your kids that if they are contacted online by an unknown or unwanted user, report the account usernames to the social media platforms and also block the user as well so no future contact can be had. All right. And uh, what else should they be doing or thinking about doing? So if you are making contact with someone online and they could be a potential love interest, we're recommending do... a an online profile search, 
do your reverse Google image search or there's also a program called TinEye that can also assist with those reverse image searches. We're recommending block any scammers that you think of, delete them from all your friends lists on social media and also do the same if they have your email address or you have given them your mobile number. All right. So a lot to contemplate, a lot to think about there. Um, speaking with Candace, Candace Evans, uh, talking about sextortion, talking about romance scams. Um, it's just so uh, disappointing that we do have to have the, these conversations. Now, uh, if someone has sent videos, photos um, that do get uploaded or posted on sites like Facebook or YouTube, um, what can they do? What should they do? If they do see their images that have been inappropriately um, uploaded on these sites, contact the site administrators. You can usually flag the photos and videos as inappropriate and the administrators should remove them quite quickly. Also take a note of the profile names that are loading these images because they will also need to be reported. We are recommending that if you do meet someone online, Avoid letting them have any intimate photos or videos, especially if you, you don't know the person. Even if they're not a scammer, there are still risks for um, sending those kind of photos and videos. Mm, absolutely. And look, there are even risks as well sending them to people that, people that you do know or have known for quite some time in person in your, in your real life, real world life. So look, there are always unfortunately risks involved. So uh, for parents out there, as I mentioned, it could be a very uncomfortable conversation, but, but one that most definitely needs to be had considering that we live in such a different world than what it was to, I guess, even 10 years ago. Um, look, uh, Candice, we do really appreciate your time. But before we do let you go, if uh, there's parents, anyone out there who's who's looking for more information, um, wh where can they go? How can you help them out? Okay. So if you're looking for more information or you want to get some brochures that you can discreetly leave around the house for the younger adults, you can contact WA ScamNet at Consumer Protection or definitely contact Crime Stoppers for some um, pointers on how best to protect yourself. The Crime Stoppers number is 1800 333 And we want parents to understand that any blackmail attempts involving intimate images of anyone under the age of 16 should be reported to the Child Abuse Squad, and that's via Crime Stoppers as well. A big thank you to Candace Evans for having a chat. Uh, look, we'll catch up with Candace every so often. So if you've got any questions for her in regards to consumer protection, uh, you can email me, geraldton at triplem.com.au. And as always, um, we'll work to get those questions answered. Now, on the subject of sextortion, as well as cybersecurity education, I uh, caught up with Susan McLean, who's with the police for 27 years, uh, as well as working within cybersecurity and education, uh, helping people and still this day, helping people, uh, doing talks with different organisations and schools as well. So uh, here's my chat with Susan McLean. Well, with uh, Desert Blue Connect, I'm doing an education session for all their staff. So making sure that their staff who provide a service to the wider mm -hmm. Geraldton community are up to speed about the reality of the online world, what it looks like, mm -hmm. what's happening, latest trends, laws and legislation and where to go to for help. So where they're dealing with a young person or they're dealing with a woman fleeing domestic violence, for mm. example, what resources are out there to help them stay as safe as possible 
when they're using technology. So mm. that's the staff. For the students at Geraldton Grammar, awesome to see the school jump on board and grab some sessions. And for them, I'll be looking at the reality of the online world, cyberbullying, mm. sharing nude images, um, digital reputation, which is super important. Um, I will talk about online sextortion for the secondary students, mm. um, grooming and predators, laws and legislation, safe use of social media, to make sure that they're acutely aware mm. of, yes, technology is awesome, provides wonderful benefits, but every single time you use it, there's a risk associated with it. Yeah, because we, we just can't stick our head in the sands. I mean, I was born in 85, so I didn't grow up with social media, but I, I grew up in that age when computers were becoming more and more of a thing. Uh, when in, we went from one in a classroom to one in every classroom uh, to now you just hold it in your hand, which means the access is greater for everyone. That's including kids, uh, young adults as well. And it's hard to know as to whether or not the, the kids are using it as it should be used or whether they know what they're doing is wrong or all the risks that are involved, which is why it's so important to have the conversation, have people like yourself come to Geraldton and and talk to kids and, and possibly even talk to parents, address parents about this as well, because it's a conversation uh, that needs to be had because unfortunately um, we have seen people get blackmailed. Um, we have seen people unfortunately take their lives because it has become such a damaging issue. Um, and so people just need to be made aware. The kids need to be educated about it. And I think what I see when I come to rural communities is that there is a little bit of, um, you know, lack of understanding or willing a willingness to accept that it's a problem because, you know, you, you are geographically isolated. Mm. So historically, that used to protect you from different bits and pieces. Yeah. So you wouldn't see the same um, criminal trends in Geraldton as you would see even in Perth for that mm. matter. But with the internet, when you give your child a digital device, you are giving your child to the world and the world to your child. Never, ever forget that. Mm. And the people you're trying to keep your children away from use technology and your child here in Geraldton um, is easily found as any child anywhere else in the world. But they're often less able to deal with some of these issues because of the laid back and relaxed lifestyle that mm. a rural and remote community offers them. Yeah, and it is a constant thing as well because um, I've got a Facebook account and it would be weekly. I get one or two uh, friend requests from these um very attractive women, um, but I have to say, why would they friend request me? And, you know, as you get older, obviously you get a little bit wiser and you just click on the profile, have a look. Oh, it was profile created like three weeks ago, if not that day. So obviously as you get older, you can become a little wiser, but that's not to say that you aren't susceptible either to these scams. We know uh, many adults uh, have become victims of romance scams. But uh, look, we are speaking to Susan McLean. We are talking about cybersecurity. Um, Susan will be speaking to those at Desert Blue about a variety of things. Uh, they relate to uh, their work and, and, and people they see, uh, but also the students as well, uh, which to me, it, it's so important because as we've heard and we've seen in the news, technology just seems to be moving at a pace that's far faster than legislation, than, than rules and regulation, which is why it's so important that people like you are out there yeah. uh, talking to the kids and talking to the parents. So for me, it's about educating to prevent. Mm. Um, yeah, I was a police officer. I still like to catch the bad guy, mm. all of that sort of stuff. However, I would much rather an arrest wasn't made because the crime actually didn't occur. 
And that's what we need to get through to young people is that, you know, don't friend random people. And again, their technical skill, phenomenal. Their ability to use a device, you know, would leave me for dead, Mm. would leave you for dead. But of course, what they don't have is that cognitive and brain development. So there's a massive gap between what they can do and what they actually honestly have the capacity to understand. Young Mm. people are inherently trusting. If someone is nice to them, they will be nice back. And that just makes them the perfect potential victim. I need to make sure that every single adult listening understands that if they have a child using technology, they are a potential victim, Mm -hmm. that that is the fact. How much of a potential victim is going to come down to the way they use it, where they go, what they do, um, their ability to make a good choice and the fact that there's a parent or a carer at home helping that child make a good choice. They're the key things. Mm. And I will say this as well. Um, uh, it's a conversation that comes up in my circle, talking to different people about these things. And you would be surprised. Well, not yourself, Susan, but I'm sure people listening would be very surprised. You know, good parents, great parents. And unfortunately, their kids um, have succumbed to this in one way, in one form or another. Um, it's not, it doesn't come down to bad parenting. It comes down to making sure your kids are informed the best way possible so they don't make these poor decisions. So don't think just because you're a great parent or the kind of whatever relationship you may have with your child means that they won't be susceptible susceptible to this. As Susan, as you're saying, having the conversation um, will definitely help more than anything else. Yeah, good kids can and do make poor choices, mm. and we see that across the board. But the decisions they're making online um, are fraught with danger and can go from you know zero to a hundred very very quickly. I've read chat logs between an offender and and a child victim here in Australia where the conversation has gone for ten minutes. 10 minutes only. And at that point, that child has been has willingly taken their clothes off on a webcam. It oh. only took 10 minutes. Another case I was involved with last year, a 16-year-old girl from Melbourne connected with a random person on the internet. Um, he was, he, in inverted commas, was very nice. Seemed nice, sound nice, looked nice, appear nice, fed her a story, flattered her, paid her compliments, made her feel good about herself. Five days later, she agreed to meet this person at in a public setting at a railway station in suburban Melbourne. And this person was um, 13 years older than what he said. He was uh, close to 30, um, pulled her into the public toilets and viciously raped her three times. And that is the reality. Mm. And that's why that's what drives me. I don't want that to be anyone else's reality. And we need to get this message across. Mm, All right. Well, Susan McLean, we really appreciate your time. What other resources out there? Um, If people have any further further questions, they're looking for advice, are there ways they can reach out to you? Or, yeah, what are the resources out there? Absolutely. So I'm not a crisis line. Mm. So, you know, triple zero is your friend. If if there's an emergency you're worried about, the safety of a young person or yourself at any time, triple zero. The same as Kids Helpline, Lifeline for those mental health concerns. If you have a general question that you ever want to run by me or you want to engage me to work at your school or your organisation, I have a website, www.cybersafetysolutionsplural.com.au. You can email me through that and you can find me on the main social media platforms of Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, if you Google Susan McLean, I come up number one in the whole yeah. world. So, you know, it's pretty cool for an yeah. old person like me. It's like, wow. Yeah. Um, so there's good resources out there. We're very lucky in Australia to have the Office of the E-Safety Commissioner. Mm. So federal government department, 
another useful place to go and get some factual information. A uh, big thank you to Susan McLean for having a chat with me today and also Candice from before. And look, uh, it's all about getting the correct information. So look, um, you can uh, give certain things a Google, but don't rely on the internet, certain websites, Wikipedia, for accurate and, and relevant information as well. Uh, if you've got any questions, it always um, pays. It always serves to um, ask the police. There's a lot of specialist organisations that you can reach out to as well. So if you've got any questions, uh, please uh, make sure you get your information from reliable sources, as Candice and, and Susan McLean there mentioned as well. Google Susan, she's got a website there with a wealth of knowledge uh, links as well. So look, um, it's best to always, of course, be armed with the correct information. Um, so please make sure you're sourcing it from the last ro- sourcing it from the right locations, the right people as well uh, to keep yourselves, to keep ourselves, to keep our children uh, safe and sound. All right, I'll be back with uh, another podcast. Well, actually, not uh, back with one probably for a while, for a bit. I'm uh, on a break for a couple of weeks. I'll be back on The Brecky Show July 11th, I believe. Yeah, Monday, July 11th. So I'll talk to you then. But if there's anything in the meantime, of course, email geraldton at triplem.com.au, Facebook page, Triple M Geraldton. I'll talk to you soon. Stay safe.